Hobby Addict の時間です It's time for Hobby Addict And now here are your anime addicts Welcome to episode 286 of Hobby Addicts. And on this fine, oh, it's now November. On this fine November day, I'm joined by Caroline. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. It's gone quite a bit chilly here. So I am just comfortable in my room, candle going with some iced tea. Loving it. All right. Can't go wrong with some iced tea. And we also have Mason. Mason, how are you doing? Hello. I'm doing all right. No candle in my room, but I、uh, have water, which、uh, smells like water. So I'm doing well. <laughs> no, I'm doing. Actually, I'm doing excellent. I did all my vacuuming today. I cleaned, I windexed, I sanitized, I did laundry. So I am feeling on point. Oh,、you... speaking of, I went through a ton of clothing. Go like, Putting in my sweaters, taking, taking out all my, like, my summer clothes, and I、mm-hmm. am prepared for a long winter. You think it'll be a long one? Yeah, I don't know. I heard it was supposed to be long. Probably just as long as it always is. But, you know, who really knows? All right. Well,、uh, welcome into Hobby Addicts, guys. We have、uh, some fun stuff for you today. I'm going to talk about a video game that I just started called The Messenger because I have、uh, released myself from the pain and suffering that is Keena Bridge of Spirits. And、uh, also, Caroline's going to discuss the TV show You, which is a Netflix series that a lot of people are watching right now. And I've seen a pretty good amount of it. So th- that'll be a good discussion. And also, Mason wrote books with three exclamation marks. So、wow. we're, we're very excited. Wouldn't you say, Mason? We're about really excited. Yeah.、Oh. I honestly have never heard about this show You,、oh. uh, which proves <laughs> how clueless I am. Right. So, I'm pretty excited to hear about that. Why don't we start well, there then, Caroline? It's not going to be a very long discussion because、oh. I've only seen a couple episodes so far.、Uh, my sisters、uh, love this show. Season four of You just came out on Netflix. So,、yeah. they were like, oh my God, have you seen this season? Have you, have you finished it? Blah, blah, blah. And they, and they went up to me like three different times and said, Have you watched it? And I'm like, I literally have never seen You before. So, <laughs> I, d- I have not. So, one of my sisters came home for the last week、uh, just to work from home, hang out for a little bit. And the other night, we decided to watch the first couple episodes so I could get into it. And it is in- indeed good. It、uh, is good yeah. I, don't know how, I don't know how long it will take me to actually watch the show, if ever, though, like in full, because I just don't really have a lot of time these days. And there are so many shows that I've just started and never finished.、Um, But I do remember my sisters watching you for the first time, and they were all obsessed with it. So I heard little things here and there of what happens,、uh, even further down the line of the show.、Uh, so, yeah, watch the first couple episodes. And I will say that this psychopathic killer is quite、uh, funny. <laughs> I had no idea what adjective you were going to use at the end there. I was like, charming? Dashing?、Uh, I wouldn't、funny. say that. <laughs> My sisters think he looks very handsome. I, on the other hand, don't like his teeth. Also, I feel like his、uh, 
face is very sullen, like like his cheeks are very sunked in. So I don't really find that attractive. Um, so I don't really, uh, I don't really think he's like the best looking. He's okay looking. He's like a six out of ten. Oh wow, say. that's not very good. <laughs> But apparently it's good enough for the main girl character of the first season. Yeah, Her really. name is Beck. Uh, she yeah. is friggin' annoying. <laughs> she's cute, though. Oh, yeah, she's okay. Uh, it's just, yeah, I could tell. I'm, I I don't think it's like a big spoiler. I'm, I mean, I sort of spoilers if you actually care about what happens in the first season of a show that already has four out right now. Um, I do know that she will die just because she is the main girl character of a show all about a guy who's obsessed with her and will kill anybody to get close to her. So, yeah, that's pretty much the premise of the show. Um, And, yeah, it's pretty good so far. Two episodes in again. We'll have to check back when I get a little bit further in. How uh, much of this show have you seen, Mitz? Um, I think that I've seen probably about... Um, I've, I've seen definitely the whole first season, maybe part of the second season, and I've seen a, a, a decent chunk of the fourth season. I think I'm watching the fourth season. I don't know. I walked in and Pancake was watching it, and so I kind of I picked up the, you know, whatever's going on in the fourth season, which I'm not going to spoil. Um, but he's definitely, uh, I mean, he's like a stalker for most of the first season. I mean, he definitely stalks Beck oh, yeah. for quite it's a, a bit. It's a stalking situation, yes. Yeah. And, and then... He will go out and try to manipulate and uh, also kind of get rid of people in the way of their romance because he seems to think that their romance is a lot stronger than it is in reality. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's really funny how he will say things that are like objectively not true, but then they kind of turn out to be true. It's just just, he's very perceptive, but very... um, not grounded in reality. Yeah, he's definitely crazy. Um, you know, he he's killed quite a few people now at the as of season four. So, but he's wonderful with children. Uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't let him watch my children. That's that's for sure. But, but what um, about what is his name? Paco. He's great with Paco. It's a pretty yeah. That kid's that kid is pretty cute, and I feel bad for that kid. He's definitely abused in the show, and so I mean, um, he's kind of a sympathetic serial killer type dude in the first half of season <laughs> because he's he does stalk back and he is kind of kind of nuts but he's but he's also um he has like an empathetic side for like the kid and you know and he's you know a good looking you guy know, up so. things did happen to him personally too yeah 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 exactly so i mean it's a good show i mean i definitely think it's good um i'm not sure where it's going though like as of season four like a lot has changed i mean I didn't see any of season three. I didn't see most of season two. And jumping from season one to season four, for the most part, I was pretty shocked by like just how much has changed in the, in the two seasons. So they definitely like pick up the pace and definitely get things done. So how they got there, I have no idea. But <laughs> they definitely. I feel like there's a, a ma- there's a major difference between how like normal live action shows, especially in the United States, are made and how anime is made for the most part anyway because when there's a popular show here like in live action they will do everything they can to elongate and to complicate and to take it away from what the premise originally was in order to keep the show going but with anime for the most part if they if there is any like complications and like you know uh distractions 
It's usually for filler. And that's it. Like, they're not trying, like, for the most part, anyway. Like, they'll do that with manga uh, and try to elongate uh, certain great series. But for anime, it's pretty, you know, to the point. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll, all I'll say is Beck is not in season four. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where she went. But um, I'm hoping she realized that he's a fucking crazy son of a bitch and ran away. So we'll see. Oh, I was under the impression that she will eventually die, but whatever. I oh, guess I, I I'll don't have know. to watch and see. I have no idea. I mean, that you would kind of. Think, I mean, every, everybody knows he's he's a serial killer when you watch it because that's kind of the whole point, and it's definitely for like a true crime junkie show. But I, I guess that's a fair assumption. I don't know if he really kills her or not. I didn't see it happen, so I don't really know. So a lot I of just uh, assume she went off to America to be a big hit. <laughs> well. well. She's in New York. This it all takes place in New York City. Yeah, yeah, it does. No, that's not the joke. I okay. I guess I just didn't get it. It wasn't a good joke, but I'm sticking to it. <laughs> yeah, stick to your guns, Mason. I do. It's I a do. good show. I mean, it's probably like one of the bigger shows right now. You know, these shows they come and go. It's like oh, Squid Game was Squid Game's over. Everybody saw Squid Game, and now it's time I did to not watch see you. Squid Game. Should I still watch Squid Game? <laughs> Uh, I'm still watching Sweet Home. <laughs> I mean, if you if you don't like watching people get like their brains blown out, probably you should skip Squid Game. You don't really strike me as the Squid Game type, Caroline, but maybe I'm wrong. I know, but I, so, I liked Kaiji, and this is kind of Kaiji-esque. Well, I don't know. If you don't like the first episode of Squid Game, like like I think we said before, you, you, you're not going to like the rest of it. So you just, at least you only have to watch one episode to, to find out, but... Um... And what else you want to say about you? Anything else? I think that's pretty much it. I'll come back to it, it once uh, I watch a, some more episodes, or maybe back, maybe when I finish up the first season, I'll come back to it. All right. Well, I uh, I finished Keena Bridge of Spirits. I now have a platinum trophy that only one percent of people have, and I think most of that. Hey, congrats! Ooh. I think most of those people cheated too, because there was an exploit. <laughs> there was an exploit when the game first came out to let you get the trophy for the master difficulty without even playing master difficulty. You could basically just load up your game, do this thing to cheat, and then they would you just get the trophy automatically. So I had to do it the hard way, and um, it's definitely like a Dark Souls type type trophy. I mean, if you wanna if you wanna fight bosses that that aren't cheesable, and you where you have to where you have to die for three straight hours to clear the boss. But then when you finally clear it, like you're basically playing at the point where you know every every breath the boss takes, like you know what they're gonna do next, you know you expect what they're gonna where they're gonna move, how they're gonna sw- like swing at you, etc. If you like that kind of thing, you know it's probably a pretty good play. I, I thought the master level was definitely better than the than the regular game, but you do have to play through the game all the way once to get there, so it might not be worth it. It's it's also pretty torturous. I'm I'm happy it was over actually. Um, but I got it. So I picked up another game that my buddy recommended. It's on sale right now. I don't know. If, I can't remember if, if we discussed this before or not, but I don't think. Um, this game doesn't seem like the kind of game that like Mandy would play probably. So um, I'm guessing maybe we haven't discussed The Messenger before. I could be wrong. I don't remember talking about it. This is like a Mega Man-y type platformer. You're a ninja. Uh, it's on sale right now. So it's eight bucks on PSN. So if you if you want to get it, this is a good time. And it's it's very much like a 2D side-scrolling platformer. So it has some Mega Man elements in it where you kind of weave weave your way f- like a snake, f- like from left to right, right to left on the, sc- on the screen. You'll clear the screen. You move to the next screen. The whole screen moves, like kind of slides to the, to the right or whatever, you, and then you're on the next screen. 
and you're kind of just like your your little ninja guy hopping through you know the different environments you're attacking you know undead or whatever you know um shooting like throwing like ninja stars at them um hopping around and 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 every area has like a boss at the end of it just like Mega Man would and um but the game has the game does some interesting things that I think are pretty uh pretty cool so first of all it's a very humorous game so there's like an item shop in this game where you can upgrade your so you collect like currency while you're playing and when you get enough you can go to the item shop and you can upgrade it you can learn a skill from the skill tree and you know so it's like oh 200 crystals you get this skill and then the next skill is like 400 or whatever but the item shop guy is hilarious like he's, he makes a lot of these like uh he's where he's obviously talking to the player you know he'll he'll make like a real life joke and then the ninja guy be like well i don't really know what that means and he's like some will it's almost like he's winking at you you know he's like making it's very like tongue-in-cheek humorous um making fun of itself making fun of everything so so the game's like pretty lighthearted. even right down to the point like when when you finally die in the game i die i mean you die you're gonna die frequently probably i died pretty i don't know maybe halfway through the first area and that you get rescued and it just kind of drops you pretty much like right where you died for the most part and there's like this little devil hanging out with you and he starts talking to you and he's like, yo, you died. And he's like, yeah, I know. He's like, I guess you're not very good at this game, are you? <laughs> you know, it's very mm-hmm. much like, like, you know, joking around with the whole, the whole time. And the, the little devil guy does an interesting thing where he'll save you and you, and you won't die, but he basically floats around with you and takes the crystals that you gather in the game. He takes the currency until you've paid your debt off. So he, he's like, oh, you have a debt now. So I'm just going to kind of hang around you and, and take all your loot. And then, and then when I think That's I have enough cool. loot, I'll peace out. So like, he follows you around, and then, you know, for the, the next, like, 20 or 30 crystals you'll, you'll pick up, he just takes them. And then when he decides he has enough, he leaves. So I, I thought it was a cool mechanic. It's like the game... Um, doesn't it's not like overly punitive like it isn't like Mega Man where you'd go back to the beginning of the air the whole level or the beginning of the, of the last checkpoint and make you play like a whole bunch of uh arrow you know the game again you pretty much start back where you started but they do penalize you by taking away your currency and the currency is used to upgrade your guy so it is a little bit important so but it's not a very heavy penalty so but it's a pretty cute platformer you know i guess there's like a world map where you can like go jump from area to area it has some like collectibles where you can you can gather like I think there's like these 55 like discs of power or something and I guess when you get them all then the the guy at the item shop will eventually like let you access some some item that's like been sitting there the whole game that you can't get to until you have all the discs and so it's been pretty good you know if you look at the pictures of the game it's definitely uh pretty it's definitely like cute-ish I'd say um, and uh, I'm enjoying it so it's on the switch as well. And it's pretty much on everything, so it's it's definitely worth getting. I'd say if you like platformers, and it's just and it's just not that hard, you know. Like as a Mega Man player, I'm breezing through it pretty easily, and, and so it's not going to have like the tedious level of of like bone crushing difficulty that like a Mega Man, like a Mega Man game would have. So you don't have to worry about like you know getting frustrated a lot. It's it's pretty manageable, and it has some pretty good puzzles. The platforming is is pretty good, so. That's what I've been up to. Nice. Have you heard of a game called Death's Door? Death's Door. Hmm. 
Yeah. It's coming out in like a couple weeks. So it's been out for a while, but it's coming out in a couple weeks for PlayStation. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about picking it up. And I was like, oh, if I pick it up, I will let you know how it is. But I didn't know if you were aware of it. But it seems kind of cool. It has a very like familiar looking style to it. Hmm, what does this remind me of? It's kind of like it's almost like. Is it like Diablo but two D sort of more two D? I, I yeah, I've heard it's kind of Dark Soulsy. Cool. Kind of, like so originally I was gonna pick it up for like Steam PC because it seemed Hello? kind of like Halloweeny, seemed to kind of fit in with that style. Yeah, I. Uh, he plays this little crow guy, I think, and you go around and you bop people on the head. <laughs> and I, that's all I want to do with my life, so I don't know. Uh, stay tuned. It's got dodge rolling. It looks kind of almost like a slightly three ver- 3D version of Hyperlight Drifter, okay. which uh, was a game I was a huge fan of. So, uh, spoilers, I'll be talking about that game in a couple weeks. Mm. And if I like it, uh, there you go. Play that next. <laughs> yeah, we're going to play um, Resident Evil 8 or whatever next. So we're playing Fire Emblem. That game is it's pretty tedious. I'm finding the Fire Emblem game to be pretty tedious. Like It's not... Mm-hmm. It's not... Um, I don't know. Like The game has a hard mode. It has like the classic mode where you lose a guy when you die or whatever, and they die permanently. But like the yeah. game is so easy, I can't really imagine. We haven't lost anybody at all. And it's like... Uh, and they, and they let you rewind your turns. Like, if you fuck up, you can just rewind your turns. So, I don't know. That game has been okay. Uh, but it's very long. So, I don't know. It's it's it's. We're about 75% of the way through it, and I'm ready for it to end, honestly, pretty much. And then I think we're going to play the Resident Evil 8 next, the the new one, The Village. I got a coworker that's going to loan it to me. And uh, that's about it. I mean, this spent the weekend up in Breckenridge. Not a whole, not a whole lot else going on. Um, but Mason books, you're so excited. Books. I know I'm pretty excited because I haven't been able to talk books for a while and I actually finished two of them. Though one is pretty darn short. So, and actually the short one was an audio book that I listened to called, you know, speaking of being a crow boy and wanting to run around, it's called grief is the thing with feathers. Hmm. And I listened to an audiobook of this, which clocked in at a minute, and, or a minute, an hour and 43 minutes. So it's a pretty short listen. Um, it's narrated by Jot Davies, and it's written by Max Porter. And this was such a theatrically done, absurdist, crazy, off-the-wall performance. It's unlike any other audiobook I've heard. It seemed more like a stage, one-man stage play than an audiobook. And essentially, it details the process of a widowed father who's kind of grieving with the loss of his wife. So the book is told by the perspective of him with little groups entitled like The Man, and then we'll get his perspective. We also get the perspective of his two sons, which are one like collective hive mind entity. So when you get their perspective, it's just called the boy or the boys. And we hear like their perspective on things. And also the massive seven foot tall crow that comes to live with them to help them get over it. Uh, And we get this monster animals perspective as well. 
called the crow. So it constantly bounces between the three of them as they kind of go through the process of grieving, learning how to move on, accept what has happened, figure out how to live in this world without their mother or wife or however they are related. And it is, you know, impactful and emotional and is also batshit insane as this crow just is a crow <laughs> and does crow things. But it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. So if you want like a real short thing to read and you're like, oh, books take so long. I don't have time to read. Like in under two hours, you can get a pretty ambitious little story that was, I found quite entertaining. It's definitely not for everyone, but it was, you know, made me emotional. It was like full of black comedy and was just a weird fever dream of stuff. So listen to uh, Grief is the Thing with Feathers, if that sounds up your alley. The other book I read was also um, a little ambitious, and I liked it as well. It's called Mr. Fox. <laughs> Not to be confused with the fantastic Mr. Fox, that movie that came out, I don't even know how long ago, maybe a decade or so ago. This is a 2011 novel by, I'm going to mess up the same, Helen Oyeyemi. Just look up Mr. Fox. I, I, I won't mispronounce that. Name. Yeah. And essentially, this follows the titular Mr. Fox, who is not a fox, unlike the crow from the last book. He's just a guy named Mr. Fox. And he is a writer. And in his books, all his books, all the heroines of his novels end up being killed. They end up being massacred or slaughtered or murdered or assailed or wow. assassinated nice. in some way. So he just can't help but kill these women uh, <laughs> in his books. And he gets a letter from a fan who's like, hey, like I really like your books. I'm kind of a writer too. Uh, why do you kill all the female characters in your books? And he's like, <laughs> well, you know, die? it just... Exactly. <laughs> and they kind of have this playful little uh, thing going where they write each other letters or stories each telling different stories and you don't know who's writing it but they're each trying to like communicate something to one another through the stories they write and try to teach about romance and affection and just state of the world and it's kind of interesting so it's a book with a lot of individual stories within it and we think he starts getting a little too intimate and close to this fan and Mr. Fox's wife, Daphne, or Mrs. Fox, if you will, believes that her husband is having an affair with this fan. And she, in her suspicions, also begins writing stories about what he thinks is going on and trying to get to the bottom of his absurd business and try to figure out, are they having an affair? Uh, what's going on? And there's lots of twists along the way, and it was definitely... Not what I was expecting when I'm like, oh, it's about a guy who kills off his characters. It definitely got more in the weeds of, you know, relationships and suspicion and how to write compelling stories. And it was definitely not a challenging read in that it was like difficult to understand what's going on, but it definitely was not uh, what it first appears. So a little on the nose, but a lot of fun nonetheless. So that was Mr. Fox. And that was a little bit longer. It was like 300 pages or so. Now, but it was a, a wild ride. How, how long does it take you to read 300 pages? Just out of curiosity. Because I'm pretty slow. So, 
I don't really know because I am a pretty quick reader, but I spread out my reading. So, like, I don't often sit down and I'm like, ah, I'm going to spend four hours reading and just, like, get through a book like that. I often read in, like, 20-minute spurts, uh, a chapter here and there. Like, I chip away at things. So, actually, one of the books I'm reading now that I'm very excited to talk about is the monumentally iconic and uh, not contentious, but, you know, what's what's the thing? Decisive? No, what's the word where it comes out and people are pretty divided between love or hate on it? Uh, what what word am I thinking of? Polarizing? Polarizing is a good word. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I'm reading the polarizing House of Five Leaves, or House of Leaves, not Five Leaves, that's an anime. Uh, House mm. of Leaves, and I've been reading that for like two months now, but it's because I read so little each day, if at all, so I have no clue how long it takes me. I would say Mr. Fox you could read in about four hours, mm-hmm. four and a half at like a normal pace, and it's pretty well delineated because it's a bunch of small vignette stories within it. Which either can make people excited to read because you're like, oh, I don't have to read this massive story. I can read these little segments. Or you're realizing you're getting into reading these little stories that are made up and meaningless in a sense because they're just manufactured within the confines of the book you're trying to read. So as long as you have that going in and know that you're not getting a ton of the main story you're signing up for, it's a pretty worthwhile read. But if you're not into this type of thing it's probably you can probably skip out on it now what is your like strategy for reading because because like if for me I, i'm not really gonna i don't really get to any of my entertainment until like later in the evening so i'm like i'm up in mm-hmm. the early for the gym go to work come home there's usually something i have to do after work that's like not you know entertainment related and then you know it's probably like seven seven ish and lo and behold, I'm getting sleepy. And then I'm in bed. I've <laughs> got to be in bed by nine pretty much, or I'm not going to be able to get up to go to the gym. And if, yeah. I, and if I sit down and like, if I get in bed with a book, like I'm only going to make it like seven pages probably. Well, then perfect. And use it as a, as a sleep aid. I mean, honestly, I use literature, either audiobooks to listen to as I drive to work, or I will read as a way to like right before bed like disengage with looking at screens, turn off my laptop, turn off my phone. Cause all that blue light and screen time is like, like not great for you, yeah. especially right before you're trying to get to bed. Yeah. So I use books as a way to, you know, turn off all that stuff and then still have something to do. <laughs> it's just, so I do miss being in like school where you have, you know, off periods like lunch or you got study hall because that is where I spent most of my time reading. Uh, and, and you don't I'm, have lunch at your job? Well, yes, but... Mm. Well, do you read I mean, there? I don't, but that's just because <laughs> these days I spend more time, you know, watching and, like, having to watch anime for the podcast. So that's when I typically do watch our weekly reviews is during my lunch uh, half hour. <laughs> well, you um, could read your book then. I could read my book, but... Read a book? Read a motherfucking back- book? Part of being, part of being like it being easier when you're in school is that well for at least me back then was that I didn't really have like an iPhone or you know cell phone that um you know that I would watch videos on at lunchtime it just wasn't really my thing back then 
And also, you know, these days I do have to watch certain hours of anime every week. So it's I, I barely mean, have you time. You probably for it. had homework at school and you probably did that homework when you got home. So just treat yeah. the podcast as homework and then you can read during your lunch breaks. Yeah, <laughs> I get you have the time if you wanted. You can do it. Put I your mean, back into of course. it. <laughs> it is easier to eat while watching anime, though. I mean, yeah, I don't eat and read. So I have a pretty easy I, time eating just in general. Oh, my God. I had the worst <laughs> steak dinner last night. It was horrendous. Oh, my God. Uh, Mitt's uh, food talk, distraction time, tangent. Yeah, have you food had talk the is new, after party time. Uh, true. Have you had the new KFC chicken sandwich? No, but I saw a commercial for it because while I was in Breckenridge, because I actually had like cable TV for like two days. Which all they showed was all they had on TV was like Harry Potter. Um, mm-hmm. No, but that sandwich they make it look amazing. <laughs> I'll just say that. So I have not had it yet either. But like based on the way they make it look, priced exactly the same oh, as Popeyes. On, you can't be that. Good. Like you know they're absolutely going for that market. So I'm I'm morbidly curious <laughs> but, to try it out. But isn't KFC like normally ass like level? Of, like last time I had KFC, the chicken was so dry it was just pathetic. So I mean. Maybe I'm I wrong. don't know. I don't know. I, I just was curious if you had tried it uh, yet. I haven't. But I, I'm more. I feel like I feel like one of us, both of us, will have to do it. Yeah, yeah. it's true. We're gonna have to like. <laughs> we're gonna have to bite the bullet and uh, get it done. I think. So yeah, bite the yeah. sandwich, get her done. Wow. Yeah, I had a steak dinner last night at this uh, up at Breckenridge. Like, we, we would we wouldn't even be able to go to a place like that normally, except my, our our friend. Is like an art teacher, and she's like she had like a grant or something. They sent like every teacher in her school to Breckenridge for like a week to do a workshop. She's like, I got room in my apartment. Why don't you come up? Why don't you come up and stay in my hotel room with me? So we brought the dog, packed it up, and last night we went to this like dinner where all these people get up and they won they won they won awards and they're just like yapping about bullshit that no one cares about. And and uh, oh man, this is so good for the after party though. I don't know I don't I don't know if I want to waste it. Oh, you can save it. Oh, teaser for the after it. party for people listening. <laughs> the dinner was quite a thing. <laughs> it was um it was a little bit of shame it was a little bit of shameful uh like high school esque debauchery on the part of me myself and Pancake. Um a little bit of horrible food that I will talk to you about and we have cracked the code on award shows and on banquets. We we, we cracked the code, we know the secret. We know why they exist. We know what it's all about now, and we'll share that with you on the after party. How's that sound? Mm. Oh my god! Wow, that's we have. We will be waited with bated breath. Yeah, yeah. I would say Pancake could tell you the story herself because she came up with the idea, but I don't think she'll be here at that point in time today. But so you're gonna ooh. steal her story? She would want me to tell it. It needs to be told. The world needs to know. They need to hear. They need. They need to hear. I just say that, honestly. <laughs> All right. Well, wow. Look at that. Well, we have a we have a rather complicated show to do today. That's a little more complicated than most. So I think we're going to wrap up our hobby addicts here. Um, unless anybody else has anything they want to throw on the pile for now. I threw out my pumpkin today. Very sad. Oh no! But it was incredibly moldy. <laughs> not Gigi. Yeah, not Gigi. But unfortunately, it lasted about a week until it got moldy. And I noticed, like, right at the day after Halloween last week, I'm like, I'm looking at it. It's like, is that 
is that mold? And then I waited a whole week afterwards <laughs> to, to throw it out. And I picked up the bottom of it where I, you know, I cut out the hole for it. And I look at the bottom for the first time in forever and I see, wow, that is a massive patch of mold. So, yeah, it was ready to go. <laughs> pumpkins. Nice. The other thing about pumpkins is that they smell horrendous when they go bad. It is like the, ugh, it's like up there with like. Cherry tomatoes are pretty gross. Like when when a tomato goes bad, it's like ugh. But pumpkins are like really bad. They smell. Luckily for me, like it, it wasn't too bad actually. Oh, it must maybe have it's because I really carved it out. You know, I like I got every single piece of inside pumpkin guts out of there. Oh God, maybe it's just very grotesque. So yeah, I'm I'm just sad about the the end of fall vibes. As Caroline said at the top of the show, it's starting to get actually cold i mm. we had a great weekend and i did my last like fall hikes my last thing of disc golfing and i definitely know i'm a nerd because i'll walk through these like super like impressive forests with all these golden leaves on the ground and on the trees and just feel so at peace i'm like wow the nature is so beautiful it reminds <laughs> me of ghost of tsushima walking through those forests <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> that game was also really Should gorgeous be the other way and, around, i love though? how you're like real life is really reminding me of this one video exactly. game i played <laughs> isn't that bad isn't that bad oh, i guess that's Should a good sign for ghost of tsushima but no i was like oh this is just like this video game i played but yeah fall stuff officially coming to an end but it was it was yeah. a good one yeah we still have another like month and a half until the official start of winter though i don't know i think it's gonna start hitting hard right. days are definitely yeah. getting shorter it's getting cold here too it's in the 30s now in the daytime and uh mm-hmm. Yeah, good thing I'm going to Cancun on Friday. What? Whoop, whoop. Oh, we got the we got the we have the the uh, Cowboy Bebop TV show coming out here soon, don't we? Oh, you gonna watch that on the plane? I'm gonna see what the release way, date is because we're gonna have to talk about that. When you see how miserable it is, you can land and just start drinking yourself to make yourself forget. So that comes out on the 19th, and we podcast on the 21st. So. I'm gonna make a suggestion. We talked about that on the 21st. Is there, is, is there a reason why why that can't happen? Because that could be our main topic for the 21st. The Bebop oh, no, remake. The 21st, we have the dating show. Yeah. So Bebop would have to be the following week. Well, we would be able to need time to watch it. What you don't? What two days isn't enough time for you? Not for me. <laughs> it's not enough time for me either. I'm we don't old. even know how long it is. Uh, I mean. I don't know. I'm going to pencil it in here for the uh, Cowboy Bebop live action on the on the, on the the 28th. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Are you going to be gone? <laughs> no, I just, uh, that means I'll have to watch it. Yeah. Well, we got to talk about it. You mean you weren't it. going to? Oh, I absolutely was not going to watch this. Oh, so I mean, we are watch, the voices of anime fans everywhere. I was going to watch one episode and be like, yep, yep, that's probably well, you enough You could just watch me. an episode or two if you want, you know. I mean, I'm going to watch enough that we can... We, we have to talk about it on the podcast. There's no yeah, way, there's no way yeah. we're around it. So, I mean, it's probably going to be horrendous. Let's not we'll kid see. ourselves. We'll see. All right. I'm going in with low expectations so I can yeah. be pleasantly surprised. That's I, my strategy. I just hope it's not... I hope it's not overly campy. All right. Well, hit the old dusted trail. We have a very... She calls. We have an unusually complicated next episode to do, so we got to get ready for that. And... uh 
But until then, we'll see you next time on Hobby Addicts. Of course, as always, take care, everybody. Have a good week. Play some video games. Watch some anime. Watch your Netflix. Don't get into trouble or too much trouble. And uh, read a book. Read a book. Be literate. <laughs> don't be like Mitsugi. Don't don't be like I can't. Read. I can barely write. I can I can barely write anymore because I don't write ever, and and I don't read much either. So I'm like bar- I'm barely I'm barely literate. Honestly, it's pretty sad. Oh, another lesson: Do not be like Joe. Do not stalk people to become your girlfriend. Don't do it. Just don't. Don't feed the gremlins after midnight. You heard the man. Have a good one. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye.